Inner Skin Podcast. My name is Sophie Carbonari, and today I'm really happy to receive April Gargiello, the founder of Fitness Daughter. Thanks, April, to be with me today. How are you? I'm so well. I'm so happy to be here with you today. How are How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. A little bit like a overwhelmed because here it's just the beginning of the new life the post um, lockdown but mm -hmm. okay. finally yeah <laughs> oh my gosh finally know, right it's been a long long so there we are i hope really soon we will be able to travel and stuff so oh can't wait <laughs> i know i know i want i i want to like i, I want to come see you i want to yeah. come I mean, your treatments are so, every time I see you on Instagram and you're doing your, your, your massage, I'm just yeah. like, oh, it's like ASMR for me, you know? <laughs> no, thank you. It's true. Well, I hope, I hope, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know when will be the time, but I would like to come to America, when, like, by the end of this year, but I don't know how it will work. Good. So, okay, let's start with the first question, which is, when was the first time you became aware of how other may seeing you? Of how others may see me. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, I don't remember not thinking that. <laughs> okay. um, right? I mean, I was, I... Um, I think as a, you know, as a young kid, you're taught that your, you know, your hair has got to be a certain way and your clothes have to be a certain way and everything's got to be clean and neat and you have to be neat and you, you know, so um, I think as a young kid, I, I was, I, I was um, taught that how other people see me is, is important that I need to like play to that. Mm -hmm. uh, which is why if you see my kids, you will see that their hair is always a disaster. They always got like, you know, like rips in their clothes. Like my kids look like they're wild. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So you just um, changed their paradigm. You changed everything. So they are the way they want. So that's good. They are, they are the way they want as much as I, you know, as much as I can, I'm sure, I'm sure there's something I'm missing that I'll hear about later, but um, <laughs> you know, as much as I can, I want them to not feel that pressure because as we know, it's everywhere all mm. the time. So if I can provide a space where that pressure doesn't exist, I would be, that would be really I'd be really happy about that. How has your self-image challenged during the transition from your adulthood, from your adolescence to your adulthoods? Oh, that's a great question. Um, that's a great question. You know, I moved to New York City as a young adult. Mm -hmm. And that was, I mean, it I wouldn't have called it challenging. I would call it very, very exciting. Um, it was really to come from a pretty small town mm -hmm. uh, where I was from to go to New York City where you have all these different people expressing themselves through, through makeup, through clothes, through fashion, through design, all these different ways. I think that wasn't as, it wasn't a challenge as much as it was like, just like super exciting and eye-opening and, and wanting to, um, um, get to try on 
all those kinds of different ways of expressing yourself, which I thought was really exciting and fun. Good. Um, can you uh, can you describe a moment that you put your self image into question or drastically changed it? I mean, I think I do that every week. I color my hair. I think I do that every time I color my hair and I think this is going to be it. I'm not going to color my hair anymore, especially because there's so many people who have come out of quarantine with the most beautiful gray hair. I still, yes. Right? Yeah. I yeah. saw a picture of um, Jenna Lyons today. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know Jenna Lyons from, mm -hmm. she, she's um, uh, like uh, just an incredible creative. She has a comp she founded a new company of um, like really easy to put on um, lashes. Okay. Anyway, called Love Scene. Anyway, there was an image of her today and I just thought, wow, that looks good. And I thought I should do that. And um, so I, I, you know, pretty much every time I go to color my hair, I, I have this moment where I'm like, okay, are you, are you, is, it, is it now the time? <laughs> if you don't like it, you can always color back, isn't it? I mean, it's yes, I, but I think, I mean, you know, it takes so long to grow it out. Yeah. That's the and thing. I also think like I'm used to contrast, right? Yes. Like I'm used to dark and light, right? Which is yes. that contrast is, um, it's sort of, it's like I identify with it, right? Mm -hmm. So to go to like have like light and light yes. feels mm -hmm. not me. Yes. I don't you know what I mean. Like it just doesn't feel like me. So um, yeah, there's a lot I've got to like, and I've been coloring my hair since I was like mid-20s. Yeah. So, so it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I see. And I'm 47 now, so it's, you know, it's been like a part of the whole process has been a part of who I've been for a long time. I see. So, um, how, would you just, how would you describe your relationship with the modern beauty culture? Um, modern beauty culture challenges me, let's put it that way. Okay. Um, I think much of it is there to um, subvert women's confidence. Mm -hmm. I think much of it is there to create a disconnection between ourselves mm -hmm. and our, like, like, and I think that connection, I, I believe that that connection is what true beauty is, to be, yeah. have a very deep connection with yourself and to know yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think so much of modern beauty um, seeks to, um, deny, subvert, damage that connection to yourself in order to create insecurity, in order to create fear around um, really being your true self, right? And I think you see this um, with um, products around lightening. I think you see this with products around anti-aging. I think you see this around products when they're constantly saying that you need to like correct yourself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And to me, all of those, yes, they are just words, but they're like slow drops. Yeah. They're like just little slow drops that you hear all the time that eventually fill a pool of yeah. fear and insecurity mm -hmm. that creates this like, you know, this, this kind of, um, um, disconnection with yourself and your true self and your true power and your true beauty. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that is something that I very actively, um, uh, and purposefully stay outside of mm -hmm. through our words, through our actions, through our images. It is something the Vintner's daughter, I mean, we want to create joy and confidence and gratitude in our skin. 
Mm -hmm. um, and would never use those sort of fear mongering words to try to sell more product. Mm -hmm. I see. So I think, I think it's like, um, modern beauty culture it's like a little bit toxic and it's good to a, little, a lot toxic <laughs> a in, lot yeah and playing the in by the insecurity and stuff to making people buying your stuff yes it's, um, it's um, i mean and uh, and women are so strong for yeah. all of us to keep getting up out of bed and walking down the street and doing our thing every day sometimes i think it's a miracle that we that we <laughs> think that we can go do this with all of the different messages that are coming at us all the time about all the things that we need to you know correct about ourselves exactly. which is ridiculous yeah, it's there it's marketing to it's being driven not by again not by joy or confidence or self-love all the things that are real and beautiful in the world it's being driven by Ultimately, it's being driven by money, by revenue. What's your ritual during the day to just feel it, like the things that you establish for being like beautiful mm -hmm. and empowered? That's a great question. And I think that the things that I do that are most powerful for me are very, very simple, okay. but not always easy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So meditation, very okay. simple. I sit, I don't have any costumes. I don't have any props. I just, I, I practice Zen meditation for many years. And so I sit very simple, but not always easy for me, right? Sometimes I sit and my brain is just like jumping, 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 just crazy, right? And some days I sit and it's a very kind of deep connected experience. And so that is something that just takes an extraordinary amount of discipline Mm -hmm. but it's so powerful for me. I really, that is, that is my number one. And then all the other simple, but not always easy things like sleep and exercise and, you know, drinking enough water. I mean, I'm, I'm not the one who's going to tell you about a very specific diet or all the things that I don't do, mm -hmm. um, all the restrictions I have in my life, because I don't believe in that. Mm -hmm. um, I believe in kind of these like very true And very foundational principles of health like again you know like spiritual spiritual practice for me it's meditation movement sleep water community all the things that really are um the building blocks of again that true connection with yourself and and what i believe is is the most um kind of true form of beauty mm -hmm. i see so who are your beauty role models oh So I have so many beauty role models. I have, you know, um, my friends, um, anyone who walks, I mean, you, anyone who walks in the door and has this like very um, deep sense of grounding and knowledge that they, they um, deserve to be in the world for exactly who they are at that, that moment, regardless of their hair, regardless of their skin, regardless of their clothes, regardless of all the trappings right yeah. um so for me i mean as funny as this is we you know we've been talking for how long we've been talking and i have not mentioned a product once so mm -hmm. it's really you know what i mean for me it's it's yes i mean i obviously i love vintner's daughter i love the products we make but but ultimately i don't think a product is what drives true beauty mm -hmm. yeah i see so how How do you feel about like um, aesthetic um, adjustment and plastic surgery? You know, I don't, I don't have, I, I think you always have to not look at the what, I think you have to look at the why. Mm, why is someone doing that? 
um, and really understand it. If they are trying to do it to fit in with something, then that's not true belonging, right? That's not true connection. But if, if they are doing it because I, you know, it, it makes them feel like more themselves, yeah. um, then, then I think it's different. So it's really about the why mm. um, for me, not the what. What role do age as played on your self-image? Yeah, I mean, it's so, it's, it's, it's so interesting because so much quiets down as you get older. Like you, you just have such a kind of a great, if you're, you know, you, you have a greater sense of yourself, a greater sense of, of, of perspective in the world. And so I think there is a, there's a greater, just like as things slow, as things kind of quiet down, there's a greater appreciation and a greater sense, or at least for me, a greater sense of gratitude for, for the world. Um, and, you know, you start to, um, you know, that, those little drips, the anti, the, the, and I'm putting this in quotes, the, the whole kind of the anti-aging um, industrial complex starts to kind of, you know, yeah. at you if, if you, if you let it, right. Mm -hmm. um, and you start to think that, oh, you know, like, The, the, like the, the fine lines or the wrinkles or the whatever that you have are not um, like you start not to be, uh, how do I say this? Like, I think aging is a privilege. I think more than anything, what we have seen um, in the last year or two years is, is what a privilege it is to, to be on this earth and to live on this earth and, and to gain the wisdom and the experience that comes with age. So that's the way I, I want to look at it. That's the way that I constantly reframe the discussion um, for myself. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any complex or specific anger? I mean, I lived with acne my whole life. Okay. So like cystic acne. And so that's one of those things that I constantly think of. Pigmentation that comes after cystic acne, you know, the kind of the, the you always have that shadow afterwards. Yeah. Um, so it was probably, I would probably say acne is something yeah. that I like constantly kind of consider myself as somebody who has acne prone skin, even though I haven't probably had acne in a long time, you know? So, and is it why like you, that you have, those products and um, one it's like it's specifically like helping to supporting like like when you have hormonal acne I, I just noticed that is mm. that like um, the essence is really good when you have like a little bit of spots or when you have like hormonal but acne. so is serum too yeah. yeah so it's really I mean so acne is really about you know this acne is about inflate inflammation yeah. Yeah. so much of what we deal with is about inflammation right all of it And yeah. so really to address inflammation, you have to address skin health. Mm -hmm. and you know, the building blocks of skin health are hydration, moisture, nutrition, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. and, and you want to maintain um, a healthy um, skin barrier. You want to have healthy cellular renewal. Mm -hmm. And so we built those two products, Active Treatment Essence and Active Botanical Serum to, you know, in again, in, in, in only two steps. Yeah. To be able to give your skin those 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 foundational elements that it yes. needs to be its most balanced its most healthy its most radiant mm -hmm. and out of that comes out of that balance and health and healthfulness comes yeah. you know less acne. exactly so yeah because 
I have like uh, recommended a lot for like um, several clients and they definitely notice the difference. So it's so good for, for yeah. acne prone skin. Yeah. It's really great for acne prone skin, even like more sensitive inflammatory responses like rosacea um, does really well with both mm -hmm. products. And then of course, any kind of mature skin does really yeah. well. Can you describe an embarrassing phase or faux pas you made as attempt to, de to define yourself? Oh, are you kidding me? I've probably done that five five thousand times. Uh, same here. <laughs> I mean, I, I I couldn't even name one. They happen so frequently. I mean, <laughs> all the time. I know. <laughs> so, but I mean, like, it's a work in progress. It's good. <laughs> it is. I mean, you have to you have to give yourself grace. Yeah. Right? You have to like really give yourself patience and, um, and love because mm -hmm. especially doing things differently yeah. and going kind of being a, against the norm, mm -hmm. um, you are going to mess up. Like yeah. there's no question. Right. <laughs> and you have to, again, it's about like, you know, it, you have to do what you're doing right now. You have to laugh at yourself and, mm -hmm. and, and learn and keep going. Yeah, def definitely. And the last question is, so how has your family affect your self-image? Oh, that's a great question, Sophie. Mm -hmm. You know, so I have two daughters. Um, and I think um, becoming a mother to my two daughters was really, I mean, was hugely impactful. Number one, you know, Vintner's daughter grew out of me being pregnant with my first daughter. Okay. So, you know, I, I had... Like I said, I was somebody who had had acne and pigmentation and all the things my whole life and was using what I thought were the best products, the most expensive products, you know, written about often. And it wasn't until I was pregnant with my first daughter that I started looking at all the ingredients of mm. all the packages, which is familiar. That's what we, you know, very familiar, all first time moms. That's what we start doing. Mm -hmm. And I was just so shocked to realize that these so-called luxury products I was using were so cheaply made. Yeah. They were so cheaply made. The ingredients were very low quality and sometimes they were even um, toxic. Yeah. And made out of ingredients that I would never, I, I would never bring into my home. And as somebody who had struggled with their skin all their life, I, I kind of had my head in the sand a little bit about those products, right? Like I felt like, um, you know, everything else can be kind of healthy and good and clean, but I, I, you know, I need, I need something different for my face. Yeah. So that was the genesis of Vintner's Daughter. That's how Vintner's Daughter started. I wanted to create um, skincare that was in my mind, true luxury. And, and that to me means made from the finest quality ingredients in the world, right? Yeah. And, um, and, and, and using those ingredients and kind of formulating with those ingredients in such a way that, um, that the performance is unlike anything else in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because for me, it's, it's quality, like the quality of the ingredients plus the kind of, um, thoughtfulness of formulation equals the very best performance. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's what we do with Vintner's Daughter. And, and, you know, we begin very uniquely, we begin with whole plants. So we're not using synthetics or, or powders or extracts or what have you. We're starting with some of the, the most nutrient dense plants in the world. And over the course of three, you know, every bottle of serum, active botanical serum takes three weeks to make. 
every bottle of active treatment essence takes five weeks to make. Mm -hmm. Essence, of course, has that kind of tangy kombucha scent because it's fermented, yeah. which, you know, as we talked about, is so good for your skin barrier. It's so extraordinary just for like strengthening the skin. And, um, and so, you know, to create those two products was really ultimately, um, you know, began with me being pregnant with my first daughter. So they're, um, they, they changed everything for me. And I, and I also think that they, again, um, helped me become more aware of what we talked about at the very beginning of this conversation yes. of all of those external influences that are constantly sort of weighing down on us, telling us what we should look like or what we should correct or what we should change. When in reality, like, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're perfect just the way they are. We're all perfect just the way we are. And maybe perfect isn't the right word, but you know, we, yeah, no. we are who we should be. Exactly. So we have to embrace more and taking time to, um, taking more time to taking care of our, us or skin and uh, everything rather than be envious of some something else yes and really like have that 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 self-knowledge and that again that connection to ourselves to know what is actually going to feed us yes know what we need right mm -hmm. i think what you do and your connection like your physical connection to the skin is so important. I mean, I think what you do for people and what you do for their skin, what it looks like, yes, you make it look beautiful, but also there's that connection that you reinforce that I think is extraordinary. I, I, my work, because it's like, I, I, could, I could not do just um, working for a consultant or whatever. I just, I love to like, to do my facials, to, you know, like uh, the energy. The, the exchange yeah it's mm -hmm. true it's real it's true and it's more powerful than any and again i i sell lotions and i sell i sell product and mm -hmm. and the reality is that connection is more powerful than anything mm -hmm. and if my products and vintner's daughter can help forge that connection mm -hmm. between mm -hmm. with with somebody and create that that connection and that joy and that gratitude and that confidence then like I have, I, I have won. Like this, yeah. this, that's the greatest thing that I could ever ask for. Yeah, no, that's good. That's so true. So true. So thank you for your time, April. Thank you for oh, Sophie. You are extraordinary. Thank you so much for having me. That was the Inner Skin Podcast of April Gargiello. Stay tuned. <laughs>